Hey everyone, and welcome back to Patch Notes, where we talk about the intersection of life and video games. On this week's episode, we will be talking with Dan Diaz, a Nashville-based producer and musician and fellow gamer friend of mine. Dan and I have known each other for a couple years now. We met through his band that he plays with called Civilian. He has also been a touring member of Diarrhea Planet and has worked on tons of other projects. Um, We had a really, really interesting conversation about just screen time and dad stuff and just the origin of being a kid and playing video games and and what it means to be an adult who plays video games now. Uh, I'm really excited for you guys to hear it, so enjoy. Also, be sure to come hang out with us on Facebook Gaming at facebook.com backslash patch notes gaming where we stream a lot of the games that we talk about on here as well as stream some of the games pretty consistently throughout the week so be sure to check us out there thanks tell me who you are tell me a little about yourself my name is dan diaz uh, I am a old balding, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I am a producer, uh, based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I love, I've got a wife, some kids. Um, yeah, we've lived here in Nashville for about five years now. Uh, I'm originally from South Florida. I was born and raised in Miami, actual Miami. Nice. Not this Florida everyone goes to vacation to aka the panhandle of pensacola real florida <laughs> real florida um so yeah so from florida born and raised there kind of got into music as a young guy and uh it's funny because the way i grew up my parents were pretty conservative yeah and so video games were very much like uh no no essentially yeah They'll rot your brains. That was kind of the whole. I think when we were the time we were growing up, it was that was the thing where video games will ruin you and so on and so forth. So, um, as I grew up, my parents realized, well, you can't not let him see video games because it's just inevitable. Yeah. So it turned into we'll never get you a console. So (laughs) I I got to play video games. Every time a friend had it. So sure, sure. I would go to a friend's house or my friend would bring a Game Boy to school or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, I grew up with like all the OG shit. Like, is cursing okay? Yep. Okay. Um, Thank you for asking. Yes. Uh, I'm trying not to, <laughs> but it still happens. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I grew up with all like, I'm, I mean, Nintendo was a thing. Yeah. But I feel like Super Nintendo was more of a thing when we were growing up. I mean, I still right. remember like, the Nintendo console, Nintendo console was the one up top. SNES was the slot in that way, right? So or was it the other way? They around? had them both. I think, uh, maybe it was the. I think it was the original Nintendo that had the slot in. So you push it in and then down. Yes. And then you scream because it doesn't work. So right. you turn it off and then you, and you pop it out. You yeah. In the cartridge, you pray, yeah. and then you put it back in, <laughs> and God damn it! And then you pull it out. And yeah. You're like, I'm sorry. You put it in. Yeah. Thank you. And it works. Yeah. And you rage. Yeah. And then you get in a fight because someone didn't let you use the gun for Duck Hunt. Or exactly. Because like my my first console was SNES. <laughs> well, I had a Game Boy. Oh. But like sick. my first console was the SNES. Dude, legendary. So I didn't even have. What was your favorite game? Do you remember? For NES? For, or for or SNES? SNES, yeah, for your console. Um, 
I mean, the original Super Mario World was the game that came with the console. Okay. So I'll always have very fond memories of that. Um, one game that my brother and I played a lot of was Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, which is... Whoa, that's like OG. Yeah. Yeah. That game is awesome. I t- Dustin and I talked about that a, a good bit. Um, I'm trying to remember what else I played on... SNES because I'm sure I had other games, but I think a majority of them were Super Mario games. Okay. And uh I don't remember what else we had. I remember playing Mario the most. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh and then I think after that, like the next console we got was a sixty four probably. Dude. Which I don't even remember what the year like the span of time between when the Super Nintendo came out to the sixty four. Yeah. But I just know, like, I got the Super Nintendo for Christmas. We were living in a townhouse in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we woke up and, and, uh, and Santa had, we, it was down in the basement when my brother and I woke up. I was, were like, you already never set left up. ever again. Exactly. Like, <laughs> we played so much Super Mario down there. Yeah, man. dude, yeah. And it's weird because I skipped out on a lot of, I think, a lot of other games. Like, I didn't ever play any... Uh, you like a Zelda guy? I didn't play Zelda on yeah. Super Nintendo. Um, Which is crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> Zelda Zelda now is a wildly important game to yeah, me. Yeah. But I didn't ever play any of the stuff yeah. on SNES. I mean, it, that was an intimidating game, though. Oh, yeah. Especially as like a, you know, the five, six, seven, eight-year-old and yeah. things like that. I mean, just the enemies were like, like Gandalf is like really scary. Yeah. Wait, is that... That's yeah, the right, that's the right bad guy, right? Or Gandalf is that's no, that's Lord, Lord, of, Lord of the Rings. Ganon, it's just Ganon, is his name. Yes, yeah, Ganon, G A something. Yeah, one of those uh, G guys. But he's he one of these G's. One of those G's. <laughs> <laughs> They're all thugged out. Um, what's Ganon's kind of a thug anyway. So he is, dude. Have you played the new Zelda on Switch? Oh yeah, dude, oh, that yeah. game slaps. Yes, that's like my tour game for like a year plus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, that game, like, I, I never played it because, again, I didn't have a console. I didn't have it. Um, but when I, I remember seeing it and just being like, you can do what? You go to what world? Yeah. Where? Like, that's just too much to even remember. Yeah. Like, just to keep track of in your head. Like, I was just like, yeah, hard pass. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was big. Like, I've always been a big fan of RPGs. But I didn't, yeah, I somehow skipped all of the Zelda, I think all of the Zelda games on SNES, I maybe played, I have some memories of playing like one or one of them at some point. Yeah. Um, I definitely had some on Game Boy. I know that. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't, I don't think I had any for Did that. You, so Wind Waker was the GameCube one. Ocarina of Time was a 64 one. Ocarina of Time is the first Zelda game I have distinct memories of. Yeah. I mean, but that is like, regardless of, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, whatever. Ocarina of Time is like stamped legendary. Oh, game, for sure. Know, like. That game was like eye opening for me mm-hmm. because it was a different format for Zelda because mm-hmm. it wasn't a turn based. When I guess Zelda was never a turn based RPG game, it was always sort of that adventure RPG. Yeah. It just, you know, when you take it out of 2D world and put it into this 3D expansive world yeah it feels 
completely different. Yeah. Well, and it was it was like I mean, truth be told, it felt like that game just stomped the absolute crap out of the Mario sixty four because Mario sixty four mm. was the like first. Is that technically the first open world game ever? I feel like we should yeah. look that up. But it is okay, definitely. So that was like the first Matrix. Our all our minds are just like, what is happening? Yeah. But then Zelda came out and was just like, dude, yeah, you guys haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, yeah. I think I I, I agree. I, I think that I think Mario. What was cool about Mario sixty four is it was this very expansive, endless world. It was sort of different in Zelda in that it was kind of compartmentalized and that you went into different worlds Mm -hmm. where Zelda was just like this one big open thing. Yeah. You know, and that has remained true for the, uh, for the, uh, what's, what do you call it? Like for the series, I guess, or whatever, Mm -hmm. since, since it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Uh, Wind Waker's like that. Yeah. Breath Breath of the Wild is insane. Dude. Um, I've actually, I've been playing through that on stream right now cause I didn't, I haven't beaten it. And so I just started over to play, do a fresh playthrough on stream, Oh wow. um, which has been fun. And I already realized like how much stuff I missed when I played it the first time. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like there, I've gotten to parts in the world where I'm like, I don't even think I've been here yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, I think from a, from a gaming standpoint, those two games in particular, Mario 64 and mm. Ocarina of Time were mm. wildly influential across the board because they were the first sort of big open world games. Cause I don't, I'm trying to think of, I'm going to have to fact check myself later. Cause I feel like 64 came out either right around the time the first PlayStation did or right. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Before or after. Very I don't close. know. I know like PlayStation and, <clears throat> and 64 were, you know, kind of, that was the, the next gen consoles for a while until Xbox came out. Well, they destroyed Genesis, Sega Genesis. Yeah. So there was, Nintendo, and then went Super Nintendo, and then Sega. I forgot about Sega. <clears throat> came out with the Sega Genesis at the same time, or around the same time, Super Nintendo. And that right. was like Sonic and all those yep. guys. And they were definitely vying for our parents' money. Yeah. And then I think Sony came onto the market with PlayStation and bent everyone's brains. Because Genesis and Super Nintendo, or I don't remember Super Nintendo, but Genesis was 16-bit. Yeah. And then they made a 32-bit version. Yeah. Around the same time that PlayStation 1 came out with 32 bits. Yeah. And that was the whole thing at the time was resolution. Yeah. And then N64 came out with twice as much. Yeah. And we were just like, what? Yo. Okay, so <laughs> my dad uh, my dad worked for uh, a company that managed golf courses for the majority of my childhood okay. before he started working in the music industry. And... It's such a weird shift, but that's another <laughs> podcast. Um, every time we moved, because we had to move a lot, like we moved almost as much as army, army kids do. Because most of the time, when I tell people how many uh, places I've lived, yeah. they're like, "Oh, was your dad in the army?" I was like, "No, he was the regional vice president for a golf course management company." So every time a golf course, a new course was opening in the southeast, they would move my dad to oversee the process of the course uh, opening. So every time we moved, the arrangement that we had with my parents was that they would buy us a new console. And so we that's how we ended up with like, we had a Sega, we had the Genesis, we had a 64. <laughs> you had we, a Toys R Us uh, arcade. Seriously, man. For a while we had, we, we had every single platform yeah. for a while, for a good bit. And then I think up until like, well, no, I mean, we literally, I think we had everything. Because we had a Genesis, we had a 64, we had a Super Nintendo, 
We had an original PlayStation. Ooh. Then we got a Dreamcast. Ooh. Um, and then we got a PS2. And I think that was like the breadth of when then my brother and I, I think at that point, after the PS2, I don't think anything came out for a while. Mm-hmm. We had an Xbox. We got an Xbox too. I forgot. Yeah, we did get an Xbox. So we had the whole thing. And then after that, uh, we were like teenagers and my parents were like, okay, you know Santa Claus isn't real. You can fucking buy your own console. <laughs> like, you want to buy a console, it's your money. Go enough for of it. this charade. Yeah, enough of this. Like, <laughs> so like the PS2 was like the last console we got for Christmas. And even at that point, I think like we were too old to do the Santa Claus thing. But we we had convinced my parents, we were like, okay, so what if we, rather than you buying the two of us different gifts, what if you just bought us one big gift? Would that yeah. be okay? And they were like, that's brilliant. Absolutely. And so that's how we got our PS2 for Christmas. Oh, was sick. Rather than the each of us getting like a bunch of small things, we just said, we're going to forego that. Yeah. We both want a PS2. Smart. So, so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's sick. <clears throat> so you had every console. We had every console. And my brother was like, Dale played a lot more games than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to get more interested in music more than games yeah and so i was i was playing a lot of guitar and doing that whole thing and he continued to play games Mm -hmm. and then especially when i got uh after i got married at that point i didn't and this was a lot of my own feeling but like i felt like games was like something that was selfish and so i didn't Mm. play games anymore for a long time uh and then now uh i've sort of obviously like i kind of rediscovered how much i just love games and how at at their best games can be a really great way to bring people together and while the community can often be pretty toxic yeah depending on which game you're playing and things like that and i think gamers in general kind of have there's lots of stigmas around what gaming is and you know i mean you you mentioned how our parents because my parents were super conservative about what games we could play Mm. and so you know, for a long time, I didn't play any first-person shooters. I didn't do any any games that were rated like teen or mature. Totally not allowed to play. Yeah. So, I think we're still. But I mean, gosh, like you know, think about the news. People trying to blame Fortnite on why we have mass shootings in the United States. So it's like there's still this stigma that video games are associated with violence and this culture that's toxic. And so part of the goal with this is to combat that, to be like, hey, we play games. We're mostly normal people. And, yeah. you know, games can be a part of, you know, games can be a coping mechanism. Games can be a community thing. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different aspects, positive aspects to games that yeah. uh, don't get talked about a lot. And yeah, I mean, I, I think, <clears throat> like, I have a pretty good ability to uh, figure out puzzles or problem solve or, like, when you open the box from Ikea, you can kind of figure it out. Yeah. Because I would honestly attribute some of that to video games. But on the, on the backside, it's, you know, humanity just does things in such extreme ways. It's sure. Like, you know what? You could blame video games, but you we should also probably blame parents for buying a 10-year-old a game that's rated for 18 plus. Sure. Like, I'm sorry. If Fortnite is rated teen and you're nine years old, then... Your parents shouldn't let you play that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I mean, there's no way around that. Yeah. It is what it is. And I can't, I can't even bet. She's like, I've let my son who's five play Fortnite. I don't let totally. him. I don't but let That's him. your choice. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, it's like, as much as people want to play in video games, you have to look at parenting. You have to look at yourself. Yeah. For sure. You know, and it's like, 
oh man, you know, Marshall, he was so good. He just kept himself and hung out in the basement all day. And it's like, well, yeah, no shit. He's down there playing, like playing things like super intense games like Call of Duty or something yeah. where you people get dismembered. Yeah. And he's talking shit on the internet to a bunch of other little kids in basements raging around the planet. <laughs> and like kids can drop crazy disses. You can't get punched in the face. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get pent up. The kid's not going outside. Like, yeah. Are we that surprised? You yeah. know, yeah. like when we were kids growing up, though, like you play video games, and at some point, or like even with my friends, like I would go to sleepover, and we would just play as much. Of it, and at some point, you're just like, okay, this is boring, and my eyes hurt. Yeah. Let's do something. Yeah. And then you go do something. Right. Right. And there's like human interaction. Like I think a lot of the problem lies in too, where there's just no connection to reality yeah you know you have so much isolation which isn't good for anyone no. you know yeah and i think but again too a lot of that can be uh a lot of those issues could be mitigated with like proper foresight and just being responsible and that's what adults are for right exactly being responsible yeah it's like oh shit you would hope <laughs> my kid's only eating hot pockets or uh, pizza rolls probably yeah <laughs> and pepperoni only and uh and he hasn't left the house for like eight hours today but but it's it's just a it's Saturday. Fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. you know. Yeah, it's like, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> hang out with your kids, man. Parents, hang out with your kids. <laughs> Please hang out with your kids. So, what what would you what do you like when you think back on like the first time you played a game? Like, what's your earliest memory of playing a game, and what game was it? Man, that's a hard question. Like you, I f I feel that if I thought. I could I could remember um, moments. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like certain games that are tied to an emotion or like a certain time in my life. Or sure. Whatever. And I love that about video games. Um, but to think back to my earliest memory, man, that's gonna be tough. It's probably some homogenous blob of like when I lived in we lived in Little Havana in Miami, which is like a, a ghetto in Miami. Yeah. I remember game boy for some reason sure like the very first game boy and mario nice on that i don't even re I, I remember tetris on game boy i don't even know if i remember playing mario on game oh, boy whoa. i remember i remember do you remember game boys had like add-ons that you could put like bigger speakers <laughs> and like a bigger joystick like yeah. an actual joystick yeah. and bigger like buttons that went tick, tick, tick when yeah. you pressed them yeah i remember being really little and like friends bringing to school like souped up game boys and stuff that's crazy i mean that's like that's got to be kindergarten yeah it's got to be i was like i think i was like it was either right before or right after my brother was born when i because how old are you i'm 34 okay so you're you're three years older than me so i was like i think i was like either four or five when i got my game boy that's assuming i got it after my brother was born and i can't remember i remember when i got it like yeah. i have a very yeah, like yeah. distinct memory of the day that I bought it and where I bought it and all mm -hmm. that. But I can't remember if it was like if my brother was born yet. Honestly, my parents may have let me buy it like right before my brother was born, which meant which means I would have it doesn't make sense for me to have had a Game Boy at two years old. But <laughs> it may have been it may have been like nine I may have been like three or four. Sure. Yeah. And it came with Tetris. Yeah. So I remember that. Yeah, um sick. But, I mean tet Tetris when you're four. That seems like something that you would remember. Yeah. Two. I think I was probably I think I was probably four. 
or yeah. five. Because like, think about mom. your kids. Like I think about my son. Yeah, he's four now. If I gave him something like that, he would totally know. Because like he he'll watch like he has like two shows he can watch, but he knows how to navigate the iPad. Yeah, yeah. Like already locking the screen, pause back. You know, yeah. choose an episode. It's like, jeez. Nice. So Game Boy. It's like yeah, totally. It's great. Like <clears throat> I don't even think about this stuff, but then to think about like to go deeper into like your initial experiences with video games or your emotions with video games yeah. or memories of video games. It's just so, I have like, it's crazy what an imprint something like that can have on your life. Totally. You know? I, w- I wonder if like this thing's going to ruin that for a lot of kids. That's a good question because it's, um, I, I'll, I want to come back to that. But so first tell me about like, what's one of the more like your first not first memories but like what's an like a memory that's attached to a game specifically yeah i mean i remember getting like uh maybe a good type of anxiety of being really excited to like go on the playground and find rashad so we can play his game boy yeah you know and like oh dude let's rip yeah and i just watch him play kirby yeah because i don't have one right 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 (laughs) but it was like like growing up without a console, I actually got in a weird way used to like not sharing because kids were dicks and would never share. But it didn't bother me because it felt like watching a movie or a show or something. Right. Like I just got so used to watching kids play video games that like when this was, I mean, this was so fun. Early college, I had a friend who had the GameCube yep. when Resident Evil 4 came out. For okay. It. And that game, dude, that game. Is I think they're one of my favorites. They're re-releasing. Well, two is out. I've been I've been ripping on that on Switch. Yeah. No, on the on PlayStation. Oh, on PlayStation. Okay. Because yeah. I know like Switch is getting a re-released version. Oh, wait, what? Oh, that's right. You're on PS4. They re-released it. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay. And I mean, it's insane. It's so good. Nice. Like there's like a like classic. What you'd want from a remaster. Like yeah. I've seen some of that version i remember it it was like terrifying like i actually yeah remember watching that and like the fixed camera but the controls change every time the camera switches or whatever yeah yeah. like i mean drove me insane like i hated it but i watched my friends play that like a movie too you know yeah which is funny because now you think about like my my son even my oldest daughter they love watching playthroughs yeah it's like they watch that over fucking like any other TV show. Mm-hmm. They'll pop that up on Amazon mm-hmm. and that's what they'll watch yeah. instead of watching a TV show. Yeah. They'll which sit is there for, if, if I let them, awesome. yeah. they'll sit there for hours <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, first of all, because you know, it's like you said, like for us, it was like, we just watched our friends play. Yeah. But now you can watch Anyone anybody play, play yeah. which well, is crazy. Yeah. And so bizarre too, the psychology of that, because you become friends slowly over time with a person that you'll never meet or whatever, right. or be friends with. Yeah. Whereas like on the playground, like me and that was like my best friend in third grade. Right. Like I remember like, dude, this is me. We were homies. Like, right. Sleepovers. All, yeah, exactly. All nine, you know, when I was in third grade, we, I had, uh, my brother and I had a friend where like the brother was in my class and his brother was in Dale's class. And we would go over to their house and they had this room where they, we played games. They had this huge, we called it the pit because it was like this huge couch that like basically just, it's like a sectional that had been all put together. So it was just like this huge, massive, <laughs> huge, massive couch. Yeah. We would sleep in there and we'd stay up and play Mario Party and Super Smash Brothers until, sick. you know, whatever hours of the morning and eat pizza and then crash and start over the next day. So fun. Yeah. What a great memory. 
So it's it's very I, I think it's interesting that and I think this is true for a lot of different art forms where you have specific memories associated with whether it's an album or a concert yeah. or uh, a movie or something yeah. like that. But I do think, you know, I think a lot of times video games aren't treated in that same medium. They're not, you know, and I, I think some people would think it's a stretch to call a certain game art. But you look at like a game like Breath of the Wild. No, that's a piece of art. Oh, man. absolutely. It's yeah. insane. The detail. It's Dude, just the music, the writing. Yeah. Like attention to detail alone. Like to connect things in a certain way or to weave a storyline or to keep someone compelled enough. I mean, <clears throat> and no disrespect, like to keep little kids entertained for a hundred hours, <laughs> like in the year 20, when that came out, 2018 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's the future, bro. No one yeah. has any sort of attention span whatsoever. Right. So for someone to play that, let alone play it for countless hours is is impressive yeah you know but um oh full circle so my buddy uh got resident evil 4 on the gamecube yeah pretty much once or twice a week we would we had a friend who worked at pizza hut so we'd go to pizza hut get some free pizza (laughs) go back to his house and he would just play through the game and i would just sit there just chomping on pizza hanging out and it was like such a fun time like literally didn't give a shit about anything no worries yeah bro just playing video games dog Oh, he did. It was yeah. so fun. It was, it was it, It's totally fun. Like, I love watching. I just, it's super fun. And I never thought I'd be somebody that would, like, watch somebody stream or mm-hmm. something like that. But, and I never, like, I never got on, I didn't get into Twitch. I've watched Twitch more now, but I, Twitch was, like, very foreign to me. I didn't understand it. And then I saw, there's a guy on Facebook um, that streams Fortnite. His name's The Kingslayer. And... <laughs> He dresses up. Go. He's dude, seriously though. Like, he wears. You know, he's got like a full getup that he wears ev- almost every single stream. It's very funny. And he's got like a character and all yeah. this stuff. And I remember seeing that, and I was like, "That's ridiculous." Yeah. But then I just kept watching it. Yeah. And he's a very. He's a. A. He's a ridiculous player. Yeah. Like insane. Which like, is always the end. Yeah. If someone sucks, it's no fun. Right. They're good. But not only was he a great player, but he was wildly entertaining mm-hmm. and and then i was just totally hooked and after watching him is where i came up with the idea for this mm. now the thing is like i can't play fortnite because i'm not that good at fortnite like i can't yeah. win every, like i've won you know like 20 games yeah but he's won over 2,000 games yeah. so it's like it's like well that's part part of his draw right his appeal you know yeah. you'd have to you got to do your own thing right that's kind of i mean i've definitely thought of doing let's plays uh but I've I've been so torn by it all because I'm I'm a very weird video game player in that like my OCD will harness in on one game mm. and I will play that game for years. Yeah. Like I'm still working on the remaster, like the new version of God of War okay. on PS4. Yeah. And I got it last July. One of my my cousin <laughs> my cousin was telling me that uh I should play God of War. It's insane. If you're a completionist like I am, though, it will give you problems because it is deep. There's yeah. like, it has the, it's like that perfect blend of like action plus the RPG thing mm-hmm. where you uh, can upgrade stuff, blah, 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 blah. But it's, as a dad, you'd really connect to the story. That's, that's interesting because I think that was specifically why he called that game out. The writing and the acting 
is like really good. dude video games are movies now totally bro. it's movies like, on crack that's okay so to bring it back to where i think we probably had one of our first kind of like gaming connections before any of this was even a thing yeah um just to give context to how we know each other i met dan through i guess civilian right mm-hmm. yeah um had we met before you guys did the uh the noise trade stuff yeah yeah okay i think so i don't remember how i don't either it's probably through derek probably through derek yeah i think derek opened for you guys yeah ridiculous i don't i don't but anyway <laughs> like high watt that yeah, was yeah, it yeah high watt yeah okay yeah so he they and we met there and then when we started hanging out like outside of i think you and i spent more to get time together than i think i've even spent with ryan yeah um yeah, yeah. and and so Dan and I became friends and like hung out a good bit while I still lived in Nashville. And I remember at some point we started talking about games. I don't even remember why or how. I'm cloudy on this one. Yeah, but yeah. you, I think at the time it was probably, you may have even still been playing it on PS3, but we, you were the first person that told me about Last of Us. Oh, so, yeah, that was PS3 for um, sure, dude. And I don't even remember, because at the time I don't think I would have had a console because I was still... I just, I didn't have one mm-hmm. or maybe I had just gotten an Xbox or something and I told you about it. But, um, regardless, like that was where we started talking about games was last of us. And I yeah. had not heard of last of us. And so it had always been in the back of my mind that I wanted to get that game at some point. I'd kind of always wanted to get a PS4, but yeah. again, like I just couldn't justify it or whatever. Like I didn't feel like it was something I needed when I got divorced and I bought my switch was like, it was kind of my turning point for coming back to playing games again. Mm. So it was like this real kind of visceral moment when I got the Switch. It was like wildly emotional, which is funny how that can be a thing with games. But mm-hmm. it was just like turning on Breath of the Wild for the first time. Like I almost like broke down just because I was like, wow. oh, my gosh. Like That's this cool. Is, a, it was just a beautiful game. And it was mm-hmm. like B, it was like me remembering the the sort of joy that can come from jumping into a world like that. Mm-hmm. And so the first game I bought when I got my PS4 was Last of Us because we had talked about it so much. It's a good choice. And you were just like, <laughs> dude, you need to play this game. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. You need to play this game. And it stuck yeah. with me for a couple of years, honestly, until I got it's crazy. it. And man, I'll tell you what, that game, it from the get, it's just A, it will ruin you. <laughs> For those of you who care about anyone, if you care about, if you have a soul at all, <laughs> it, will ruin- it will ruin you. It that for, I mean, like I was not, I knew that it was brutal and I'm not, I don't want to like, not going to give spoilers if you haven't played it, but that first, the first 15, 20 minutes of that game Pulls you in, man. will make you fucking throw up. Like yeah. it is so intense, mm-hmm. but in the best way possible. It's yeah. like when you watch a good movie, mm. um, Absolutely. And so I think that's The Last of Us has been one of my probably one of my favorite games I've played in a really long time. Yeah. Um and it's a couple years old now. We're still waiting on the second one to come out. Um like fingers That that game's going to ruin me oh, again. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh now that you're like and this sort of ties into um to to like then and now, but so what do you feel like what do you feel like video games were for you as kind of a kid and growing up and going to college versus like, what does a game like Last of Us mean to you now? What 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 do video games offer to you now that may it may not be different than when you were a kid, but what do you see them as like? What role do they play in your life now versus then? Yeah, I mean, 
in many ways, it's the same. Yeah. And in a few ways, it's different, but only because I've changed or, and circumstances have changed. Becoming a father, like what we talk about with God of War. When you're a kid, you're like, you know, something happens with a father and son. You're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But then when you grow up and your dad dies or you, ha- you become a dad and you have kids or you- when just life happens, all of a sudden you have more things to grab onto emotionally. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much easier to have deeper connections to storylines. Also, mind you, games are insane now and they're written like, in many cases, better than a lot of movies. For but sure. They're, but they're treated like so and then some. And so the there's that that there can be a deep emotional connection, a cognitive kind of understanding of like deep storylines and character development, and that that ha- that can happen. There's space for that. Yeah. Um, and then also like in the in the like kind of lighthearted way too. Like I have a buddy that we toured with, like we toured together, and we uh, we just we became really good friends, like on the road and stuff, and. Right now, we we hang out literally every other week, and one of the main things we do is play video games. Nice. Like, we're grown-ass adults <laughs> who link up to play video games. It's like, that's what I did when I was literally a child, when I was a teenager, and now as an adult. Like, so, and then also, too, like, I guess a third part to that is, I mean, my life is so crazy, sometimes only, like, personal time I get is like late at night and sometimes for me like what especially like when I just got Resident Evil the remake yeah every single day for like two weeks like put the kids to bed hang out with my wife for a little bit all right cool she falls asleep on the couch tight all right Resident Evil 2 yeah (laughs) all right it's 9 30 go to one let's yeah. do this yeah, yeah. I'm tired every day like yeah. i want to die but who cares <laughs> <laughs> i got my personal time i got to play some video games just like just a great way to even just your mind you know like kind of i don't want to use the word escape because it's yeah i mean it's you kind of can i think for many people it's it's that but it's it's just so entertaining it's just a good way to decompress Totally. And it well and it, it depends on what game. Yeah, that's if true. If you're raging on some Call of Duty with a bunch of little kids talking shit in you, that's <laughs> a different game. Tom. Oh gosh. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's like God, yeah. that's real, man. No, it is. Like, there's sometimes where like I want to play Fortnite and I'll play for like 30 minutes and I'll just be total garbage and yeah. I'm like, this isn't fun. Yeah. Like, I just totally. gotta stop. Like, but yeah, when you're playing, I mean, even a stressful game like Resident Evil or Last of Us, yeah. where you know there have been multiple times where I've played that last of us and it's been like it feels like a fucking workout yeah because you're just like you don't know what's coming at you yeah you're, you're trying to actually stressed you're trying to figure out how to you know because it's I, I like a game like that because while it's an action game it's also very much a puzzle game yes because you're trying to figure out yeah dude. what combination of things do i have to use to pass this section or whatever but yeah i mean i think i think i think games can be in a, f- a form of escapism in a way but then again sometimes like the entertainment is just like it's just a good recharge like, you yeah i mean you don't have to get too meta about it i right. think a lot of things could be considered an escape, escape like yeah. eating you know sure like, shit yeah. can america get that together yeah you know so we're not really going to go there or i don't really want to attach guilt to that exactly but i think i think with like a balance and treating it healthy and responsibly like yeah i mean it's it's entertainment yeah and it's fun like 
problem solving and doing puzzles, but then there's like a freaking huge thing chasing you and you're like, ah, yeah. trying to run away. It's great. It's absolutely great. Yeah, yeah. What, so, yeah, and I'm 100% like part of what I'm trying to show is that there, you don't need to feel guilty about playing video games. Like, sure, yeah. You know, assuming that you're doing anything in moderation, like you don't yeah. need to feel guilty about it. Yeah. So I think what's interesting about that is there definitely is a shift in the perspective of like, an adult playing video games because for i think for a long time when we were growing up hmm. if you thought about an adult playing video games it was like somebody who was still living with their parents you know like oh totally kind of yeah. had the nerd <clears throat> stigma of somebody who played halo all the time or whatever mm -hmm. was somebody eating a bag of doritos sitting on a lazy boy in their parents basement and that was like that was the stereotype that was created mm -hmm. and i think that has sh that is shifting so do you feel, did you, was there ever a point where you, as an adult, like when you started hanging out with your buddy mm -hmm. and you guys play games every other week now, which, what game do you guys play, by the way? Dude, he's like such a game nut. It changes all the time. Okay. Well, that's cool. Like he like was, that. he's like a big, um, who's the studio that does Sekiro? Uh, anyways, it doesn't matter, but yeah. that studio makes like a bunch of other games that are all kind of hella meta and like really technical like okay keyboard like controller timing and yeah, stuff yeah, or yeah, attacks. yeah he uh from software maybe or something like that okay anyways that's probably wrong i'm sorry but all those games he loves them but then he goes on like random tangents where he's been playing like dead cells okay. recently which is like very fun and silly yeah uh and then I think two weeks before that, he was playing Devil May Cry, like the newest one. Yeah. So he's just like things about that. all over the place. Yeah. That's fun, though. It is fun. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm too OCD and committal and completionist to ever be that way. So yeah. I really enjoy like, I don't care about this. Let's play for like 10 minutes sick or, you know, two hours, whatever it is. And then I'll never see the game again. Yeah. It's great. It's awesome. So do you feel, okay, so kind of back to the, the question of it is, is was there ever a point where you felt like from a society standpoint you may not have cared which if you didn't that's awesome but like was mm -hmm. there ever a point where you felt like people are going to think it's weird that i do this like yeah. it's weird for me to be guy that's like video games are still like an active part of what i do it's so weird i think in so many ways i have been or i am concerned about what people think but for some reason with video games i just kind of never cared like, yeah, I remember once or twice with my buddy Josh when we were doing Resident Evil, like our friend who like hooked us up with pizza was like, wait, you guys are doing what? And we're just like, bro, you work at Pizza Hut, so chill. <laughs> <laughs> but also, can we have free pizza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of <laughs> like I've we've been poked at before and maybe once or twice I thought about, hey, maybe this is kind of weird. But then like, but I'm having a ton of fun. Yeah. So I don't care. <laughs> that's awesome. Because yeah. I feel like that's not the norm. Because I, I definitely felt like... Like people actually... Now? Not... Well, maybe not now. I think not not so much now. I definitely... When, when I started doing the streaming thing, I think people were like, wait, you like, you like video games that much? Yeah. And I was like, well, it's not even that I like video games that much. I like storytelling. Yeah. And video games and storytelling you can't have one without the other yeah especially if you're playing like a decent game like yeah good um, games are so i think 
less now there's definitely some people that don't get it they're like oh you're one of those guys like there's still sort of that maybe that stigma that exists a little bit but i would say that's that's a definite shift when some 16 year old can win three million dollars playing Fortnite. yeah i think people start to take it a little more seriously yeah i was i was just about to say i think that's the thing that has really helped helped shift uh society's viewpoint on that ironically right (laughs) right well i think in some ways when you know because the argument from a parent is like oh you can't sitting you're you're not doing anything with your life if you're sitting around playing video games which Mm -hmm. in maybe previous in the past decade may have been true to some extent um as far as like if you're just sitting playing video games it means you may or may not be making any money Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and even then that may not have been true because it's like, well, if you're somebody who plays video games and you go on to be a developer, yeah. you know, all that time that you spent was preparation for what you're doing now. Totally. Um, or, but it is nice to see that stigma starting to shift and it yeah. to be not, and it's like, you don't want to be concerned about what's culturally acceptable, but it is nice when something that you're passionate about becomes more culturally acceptable Yeah. because the the access to information about it and the community that's created behind that is very different. I think, Yeah, you know, like you can, one of the things I've noticed in streaming, uh, specifically with the Facebook community, uh, is it's a very mostly not toxic culture. Like a lot of the people that watch Facebook streamers, they all watch, a little bit of everybody. Mm. And so, you know, like I'll have people that I I met or started, you know, like got I saw watching one streamer and they'll come and pop on my stream and they'll share it and they'll support it. That's and cool. And things like that. Yeah. I don't know. I can't I, I feel like Twitch it has probably a little bit more of a toxic audience, but I don't know that for sure. Twitch is a little bit more OG when it since they were like the first kind They're of the first ones, yeah. But there's new ones popping off now. Yeah, like I mean, Facebook's got their whole thing. Mixer is a big thing now. That's the one I just heard about. Yeah, yeah. Well, because isn't Twitch doing some sort of weird thing with um, monetization? They're starting to clamp down on people in a weird way. I, don't, I heard some big streamer talking nin- about that. Well, Ninja, who's like probably the most well-known Fortnite streamer, probably the most well-known streamer uh-huh. across the world, jumped to Mixer. Oof. Well, jumped. They, I think, rumor has it he got paid like ten million dollars to make the move. Oh, whoa! Ten million dollars. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Like he was, he was on the list of you know, like most, the highest paid. And what's cool is they're ranking somebody like him since he plays competitively sometimes too. Like he gets ranked in like sports now. So because esports are kind of that's a thing. You know, Dude, like that's a thing. Like guys like Drake and mm-hmm. and other big name celebrities that have and and investors. They're investing in esports teams. Mm-hmm. Like Drake has a large stake in one of. I just read this the other day. Like he's got a huge stake in one of the in, in an upcoming you know esports team. That doesn't surprise me at all. So it's like you know guys yeah. guys that have money know where to put it, and yeah. so yeah. they're tra- people are starting to treat competitive gaming like Fortnite, Call of Duty, League of Legends, all those types of things, Overwatch, all those games. You know those teams. These kids get signed contracts. It's insane. It's insane. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I just, I think uh, with like Ninja moving over to Mixer and getting $10 million and then he's on like the Forbes, you know, top 50 youngest millionaires sports people. It's crazy. 
That's that's a thing that didn't exist even five years ago. Yeah, I was. I w- you wouldn't have to think very long and hard mm-hmm. about how short that has happened. How yeah. not long ago that was. It's wild. So it's a new. It's Is that so? How okay? So as a fellow dad, yeah. Culture is going to shift. Right. But if, like, your son's like, Dad, I want to be a YouTuber. And you're like, all right, dude. And you buy him big-ass TV. And you buy him PlayStation 4, the Pro, you know, whatever. Yeah. The new PlayStation 5, whatever. You're buying him consoles, video games. Just, all right, son, go for it. Yeah. Like, would you do that? requires such an insane level of not even just intelligence because that it's like that's maybe not the right word because you see some of these guys that are playing you're like there's no way they're intelligent but it's a different type of intelligence it's this like the all of the thought all of the thinking that is required to play that game from being aware of your surroundings to being able to build quickly to protect yourself there's just so many and i think that's why fortnite is so popular is because it sort of added this other dimension Mm -hmm. to how you play a a a shooter, normal yeah. shooter game yeah. it's not first person it's you know, you know and third then, right yeah it's third and then you've got all the building it just it just adds this whole other element to the game that wasn't there before mm-hmm. and the guys that play the i mean the kid that was like 16 that won you can see you know because you're just like especially in those tournaments like the the end games of those tournaments is unbelievable mm. people are building structures like the whole you know they're like building out and around and up and around and down and they're going it's like up and down and up and down and up and down and what's cool about fortnite is when you're building something you can also edit whatever you've built and so you like you know you'll build like a basic like ramp and four walls but then you can either keep building up or you could like change the direction of the ramp you can add a window to the wall that you put up so these kids are like doing all these crazy edits and things like that and it's like the the thinking and the reaction time that's required to make those decisions to yeah, get a win yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I saw that my son was sort of naturally picking up on that yeah. and knowing that what we're seeing now, like you said, is probably just the beginning, like sure, yeah. $3 million to win the world cup of Fortnite this year, you know, five years from now, it may be like 10 or $15 million. Man. So absolutely. Like I would encourage him to do that just as much as I would, if I saw him being, naturally good at a sport or whatever mm-hmm. it may be like yeah. whatever yeah you know if it was freaking coding like whatever whatever the thing i i definitely i wouldn't look at it in any different way as i would have like i see that you're naturally good at this you should pursue it yeah, yeah. and encourage that just cool yeah I, that's good parenting yeah yeah especially if your kid excels at something it's like why stifle them or keep them from doing i mean obviously within reason right right within what, what's best for your child <laughs> yeah it's like he's five years old i i, I want to limit his screen time totally like yeah. he still needs to connect with the world i i talked to a guy a couple of days ago it was like um his kids are just all they do is play Fortnite to the point where like mm-hmm. their whole groups of friends won't get together in person because they spend so much time playing Fortnite. oh they just get together on Fortnite. they just play yeah. on Fortnite, and so Which, there's that like that's a, that's a bummer man yeah like that human interaction element all uh, to me that's that's the dangerous thing dude i thought about this in like some weird like deep mind state at some point this morning where it was like <clears throat> you have you noticed that if you become really cool with someone on like insta or something like that and then you meet up in person the first time you meet up 
more often than not, you guys never have a conversation or at least a good one. Yeah. You know, and it's because your interactions are controlled 100% by text or whatever yeah. through that platform. Yeah. And then that's it. But in a conversation, there's nuances, there's in-betweens and everything like that. And so we, we agree that's like, okay, kind of weird or mm-hmm. something to observe. Yeah. Can we observe that about children who are learning how to communicate and function and their minds are developing? <laughs> I mean, I I feel like more recently I've been trying to and trying to get out with the kids. Mm. And especially now that we live closer to where their school is and stuff, that was a big kind of roadblock for a little while. But it's like, like I'm going to take them to the park to hang out with their friends every weekend that I can. Yeah. Because... I don't want them to lose that human interaction because mm. it's like socially stifling to be a kid that only knows how to communicate over the over text or whatever. I don't I definitely don't want that to yeah. be a thing. And I think that there's enough our generation in particular, I think is kind of uh, I think we're getting over the the tech world a little bit. Like yeah. I see a lot more people wanting to get, like get off of their phone like getting flip phones yeah exactly or you know like there's a market for like a not like you can call it a dumb phone or whatever but Mm -hmm. you know a very simplified version of a phone that Mm -hmm. doesn't have apps and things like that um or a flip phone or whatever so i do i do see i think that there's this sort of full circle thing happening with our generation where we grew up on a cell phone a flip phone then we all got super stoked when smartphones came out and all that and now we're kind of like wow everybody can have my information you know, Facebook's probably listening to us right now. I'm going to get an ad later for something we talked about in this conversation. Totally. Fuck that. I want yeah. my phone like as far away from me as I possibly can. Yeah. So hopefully us as parents now, we're seeing, it's been enough years at this point to where we can, we can recognize the danger in allowing that to control your life, whether it be sitting on your computer playing a game or just staring at Instagram on your phone or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And what happens even socially to what has happened to us in having those interactions online versus having those interactions in person. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's, that's really interesting though. Yeah. I think I, I've, it's definitely always on my mind of trying to make sure my kids still have human interaction Yeah. because you don't want to lose. Cause we got to grow up with that. Yeah. You know, like game boy. Sure. That thing was so fucking big. Yeah, you, you could put one book in your book bag and your game book. <laughs> like you could maybe brick, and like if you put it in the part where all your pencils and shit go, like you could put maybe a pencil in there. You yeah, know? like like you couldn't. It was so cumbersome. And then batteries, you needed like what was it? Four, four triple, tri- double A batteries. Double A batteries. Yeah. Four double A batteries. Those are like a million dollars a piece. Yeah. And they're huge and they die in like five minutes. Like they don't last at all. And now batteries are all like hi-fi and Elon Musk is like making batteries that are even crazier and shit. I don't know. But it's just like it was so perfectly inconvenient Yeah. to be attached to that all the time. Yeah. You know, and that's just not the case now. So it's no. like it is something that you have to like manage and be more aware of. And like especially myself too because I'm just kind of like – if I put the kids down early, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, we gotta hang out with your girl. You gotta yeah. 
not stare at a screen all day because I stare at a screen for work. Exactly. I stare at a, you know, like I answer phone calls or texts or whatever. And it's just like everything's a screen. Like at some point, like you got to take a break. I'm going to take my kids to the park exactly. every chance that I can. Yeah. You know, like that's that's so good. And and we say for our kids, but for us too. Yeah. You know, to not to even forget to be present. Yeah. You know, in that moment. Like, dude, yeah, let's play at the park. Yeah. It's hot as balls. I'm going to get sweaty. It's cool. I, I've had to, like, I there's been a few times where I've tried to play a game or something with my kids awake and up during the day or something. Like, there's been, like, one or two times where we, like, we've tried to get in a game of Fortnite. And I just, I realize how awful of a person I am towards them. Because I just get there. They want you 100%. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to play this game that requires most of your attention as well. And I'm like, I'll hear, I'll y'all feel the tension that's created by mm. that moment. I'm like, this isn't good. Yeah. Like, this isn't what gaming is supposed to be. Yeah, no, yeah. And so it's, 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 yeah, you got to keep keeping that human interaction and, and being present with your kids and being present in general yeah. is so important. And yeah, kids are no. I mean, you still got friends. Like yeah. he's, and you have an opportunity, like, dude, meet your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, and when we were kids, like, I mean, I used to play outside all yeah. the time. And granted, I know it's like way different world now and stuff, but it still doesn't, mean you can't like find other kids to play with you yeah. can't interact with other people exactly. like it's still possible it's complicated but it's still possible yeah yeah but video games kick ass yeah, they do. <laughs> so one question i forgot to ask you and then we can yeah. kind of wrap up but yeah. as far as like how do you see any correlation between where video games have crossed over into how you think about being creative and creating music or anything like that was there ever a specific game that you're like, oh man, this like highly influenced how I, uh, I sort of developed X, Y, and Z or something like that? I don't know if I could draw an immediate correlation, but I definitely, I definitely think probably games like like Resident Evil Four. Actually, yeah, okay, first time that I ever heard music, where I noticed that based on the music, my stress level would rise or fall mm, you know when you're in a safe yeah. area when you can save or you run into the merchant or whatever you can upgrade your guns and all that stuff the music was so cool yeah and it was so peaceful and i mean i loved like see your ass on like really like super pretty music so when i would hear that it's just like uh i i recorded it one time and like tried to sample it uh in ableton or whatever like that's cool years ago um but I, it was just so like so comforting to hear that and then when you leave that, you feel the, uh, like, I definitely have, like, deep memories attached to even just that feeling of release. Yeah. From hearing that music. And yeah. Just feeling that. So, yeah. Well, it's like any, it's like when you hear a song that brings back a specific memory. Mm-hmm. Like, my brother and I, one of the first games we started playing when we were streaming was this game called Fantasy Star Online, mm-hmm. which was on Dreamcast. It was one of the first Whoa. online, like, uh, cooperative kind of like it was like four teams of four and you would go on it was like an action RPG mm-hmm. and we logged hours on that game <laughs> yeah. hours That's awesome. and and but like I remember when I got I got a version of it they have a, a, a server that you can play on your PC and so I, I got that hooked up when I got my new kind of rig going and stuff and I remember hearing that music for the first time and I was just like oh man <laughs> Just so much joy. That's just so like, cool. Just like all these memories flood back. And so yeah. I think that's another cool kind of aspect to gaming is like uh, not only are you getting this like visual cue for things that mm-hmm. like memories are attached to it, but it's like it's a multi 
sensory experience. Mm -hmm. Like if you hear a sound that is associated with a game or, you know, you hear, you know, Mario saying, here we go. Or like, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. It's like, you remember those things, totally, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so in conclusion, in conclusion, any other like what's going on? What music stuff should we know about? Anything that you want to like plug? Sure, yeah. Coming up. So uh, coming up. When you, when is Civilian putting out another record? That's a great question. <laughs> I guess that, that may be off I, the record. I don't have an answer. To okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, what's some call it? I've been releasing uh, music under my producer moniker Sheridan Clove. Cool. I got a couple songs out now, uh, and I've got another one that I've been sitting on uh, that's ready to go. Um, but yeah, I'm just cranking away. I've been doing more like TV film stuff, and I'm working nice. with still working with artists and stuff like that. But just uh, I'm working with an artist right now. His name's Michael McQuaid. Uh, really cool, like R&B soul vibe thing. Nice. Uh, did an EP for this girl Jenny Willoughby not too long ago. That was really cool. When that that should be coming out pretty soon. I'm excited for that as well. I've been able to do more of like this year has been a lot more of like my thing. Where cool. For whatever reason, people want to hear me do my thing. So I did a sync project called Shark Puppy. That's out already, and it's like teen angst, chick, punk stuff, that's and awesome. it's it's actually really fun and silly. I I dig it. But um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Well, so we'll, when this, by the time this comes out, we'll figure out a way to sync up and try. I've never played the uh, co-op stuff for Last of Us. It's uh, so fun. Okay. So we'll, I definitely want to do that. Yes. So whenever, whenever this is streaming and live, yeah, I'll have, we'll sync up and have you, you know, when I'm streaming, we'll play that. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. will be super cool. I'll, uh, we can do like um, a couple private matches so you can get a feel yeah, for it. Yeah. That's a good idea. And then idea. just throw you to the wolves. Okay. But we'll be on the same team. Yeah. What? It'll be tight. Awesome. Thanks, man. Well, thank you, man. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Yeah, this absolutely. is cool. It's really fun. We'll yeah, have to do it again. Yes. Thanks again for listening to episode two of Patch Notes. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording that with Dan. Be sure to come hang out with us at facebook.com backslash patch notes gaming. Uh, we typically stream Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we've been playing Borderlands 3, uh, Super Mario Maker 2, Pokemon Let's Go, Star Wars Galaxies for a little bit of a throwback game. Lots of fun, though. Uh, be sure to check us out there, and we will see you next time. Thanks so much.